Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder, and welcome to episode 161 of The Real Build. And I am back this week with another episode. Sorry I missed last week. I've been very consistent with this podcast, but had to miss last week for a very important reason, and that was my honeymoon, and obviously the week prior was my wedding. So had to do a little bit of celebrating, a little bit of vacation, a little bit of time away, honeymooning, and now I am back, back to back to business, uh, back to the podcast, and uh, back to home building and real estate. So glad to be here, guys. In in this week's episode, I'm excited, very excited to bring my good friend, my personal architect, Rob Mangello, to the podcast. He is our architect. He is behind all the designs of the beautiful homes you see uh, that RK Ryman Construction builds. All the videos that I do, Rob primarily did most of those designs. We work with one other architect as well, but as of most of the houses now that we are building, Rob personally designed them. We talk about a lot of things, but the key things you guys want to key in on, on this interview is what to look for when hiring your architect. What what are the approaches you need to know before hiring an architect for your next custom build? Next time you are thinking about building a custom home, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of options with architects, usually in people's areas. But people need to know what is required to bring to a builder, or what you should bring to the builder, what the builder expects to make your project turn out to be the perfect project by, and have the best end result possible. So Rob and I cover a ton of different things as far as architectures, teamwork, as far as the builder, the architect, and also bringing in interior designers as well. So you are going to want to listen to this episode. As always, guys, I ask you, please take the time to uh, review this podcast. Five-star reviews go a long way. Keep sharing it with your friends and family. It continues to grow each and every week, and I promise you I'm going to be consistent with this and keep delivering you the best content I possibly can, showcasing what to look for in real estate and construction. I love doing this. Love all of you guys that continue to listen each and every week. I appreciate you. And with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to The Real Build, the show that shows you exactly what you need to look for in construction and real estate. I am your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder, and each week I will teach you exactly what you need to look for, whether you are buying, building, or selling a house. I interview top people throughout real estate and construction, give you a better perspective prior to making one of the biggest investments of your life. I will also discuss my personal experiences as a luxury builder and real estate broker and answer your questions about the process. With that being said, welcome to The Real Build. Rob Mangillo, welcome to The Real Build. How are you doing today? Very good, Bill. Very good. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here this morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a, it's been a long time coming that uh, you know we talked about uh, being on the podcast, and uh, you know over these uh, five years or so that we've been working together, uh, it's really good to uh, to finally be on here. Yeah, I'm I'm finally excited to have you on. We we have been talking about this for a long time, and for the audience out there that doesn't know, Rob and I are uh, 
Rob's the architect locally here in Naples. He'll get into that with his uh, intro, but uh, we've been working together for a while. Um, designed a lot of houses for us at RK Ryman Construction, which we're going to get into that and the teamwork and and everything that goes behind the products that we build and the products that Rob designed. So I'm excited to have you. But with that being said, I want to hear about you. So who is Rob Mangillo? Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it, it stems back to really, uh, you know, my, my background, um, where I was uh, born and grew, grew up. Um, you know, I was, I was born right down the street from Yale University uh, in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, while I was uh, growing up there, you know, just being exposed to that campus um, and, and seeing the architecture uh, started to kind of spark my interest uh, to to go in the direction that I did. Um, and then fast forward to my college years, um, headed up to Boston to uh, Wentworth Technology uh, and um, studied architecture for four years there. Um, and it was a great experience. I mean, you know, being able to go uh, to architecture school in a big city like Boston, right in the middle of, you know, these fantastic uh, historic architectural masterpieces, um, you know, and, and all the uh, the museums and, uh, you know, schools of art and everything that I was exposed to. Um, it really, really helped me uh, even today. Um, you know, I think about some of my experiences uh, that some of the professors um, that, uh, you know, got me to get really into design and think outside of the box, um, that, that was really a fantastic experience for me. Uh, moved down to, uh, Naples, uh, in 95 and, uh, you know, immediately started getting into, uh, uh construction management I did at first. So it was really good experience for me to, uh, to kind of see what goes out on out in the field um, and kind of see what you do, Bill. Um, so I had three years experience of that when I first moved down here. And then I got into the, you know, design work in uh, custom homes. I, I love that about your story before I get into construction management too. And, you know, obviously being and being around uh you know architecture in in boston and so on too let's go into that a little bit though obviously you you know not everybody chooses to get into your profession not everybody you know obviously i was born into the construction business and i you know i was a love hate at first i was a laborer and so on everybody knows my story on this and now i love it and it's a big part of my life but what about you? What about why? Let's go deeper into that. Why did you choose architecture over other professions uh, that you could have, you know, there's so many things you could have done. What really drew you to being in the architecture world? Yeah, I think the real question there is, uh, you know, why did architecture choose me? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of, uh, you know, goes back to my childhood uh, you know, growing up with uh, two older brothers and, you know, being around, uh, you know, erector sets or, you know, uh, just uh, hands on of, of building things. Um, you know, it, it, it just really uh, kind of 
I just kind of slid right into it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think back on my history of everything and, uh, you know, it really, it really just kind of gelled like that. Um, and, and it was just due to my passion. And, and now it's, it's more of, you know, trying to think outside the box um, here at JMDG. You know, I'm trying to uh, create trends instead of follow them. Uh, you know, following a trend is really easy to do, um, but creating one is, uh, is a whole other challenge. And um, you've got to have um, the right client that wants to take a chance on a new trend or a new idea. And, uh, you know, you got to have somebody like myself that uh, can come up with something uh, that's uh, going to catch on to the masses. And that's the whole thing about it is, you know, you, if you're going to create a trend, it has to appeal to a lot of people. I mean, there's there's a lot of different good ideas out there, but, you know, a certain sector of people will not uh, follow that uh, just because it's it doesn't appeal to them. So So that's the trick to it. You know, here at JMDG, I'm trying to uh, create trends and not follow them. I love that about you guys, too. And going back to what you said about the Erector sets, I find that, uh, that that's awesome, too, because like me growing up with Legos, stuff like that, I used to always build stuff, be creative, you know, and just build like my own little cities or my own little uh, houses and do that, too. So I'm right there with you. It's that creative mindset as a kid, too, that kind of leads you to a profession like this and what you do as well. And I love what you said about thinking outside the box, too, because there are a lot of architects uh, that just follow the trends. People go in, they kind of show them some trendy ideas and so on, too. But you guys are doing it differently. And that's why I love sending customers to you, because you can create that idea. I mean, we're working with a customer now that very difficult project, the way the lot lays out. You know, they wanted the garage turned a certain way and it was difficult, but teamwork through us working together and your ideas and your creativity brought this house to life obviously we're still doing some final touches on it um right now too but it's just having that kind of you know what you said creative mindset um not going with the trends thinking outside the box that's what uh, makes you the difference maker in your in your business too so i wanted to get into too obviously you started talking about getting away from the trends and having a creative mindset. Let's go over some other things like that you would recommend uh, with hiring an architect. Cause obviously this show is about what to look for in the building world, uh, mm-hmm. construction, real estate, all those different things, architecture as well. So if you were somebody on the streets right now and for the listener, what would you look for if you're looking to build a custom home, the starting point, hiring an architect, trying to figure out that aspect of it? Because not a lot of people know that, you know, I get a lot of customers, too, that come to me and they're like, do you have any existing plans? And I always say to them, I go, we never build the same plan. No matter what, if I send you a plan that Rob drew, uh, you're going to change something. You know, and it's just you're going to make it your own and Rob's going to help you make it your own. That's what we're here to do as well. So what do you recommend when hiring an architect? 
Yeah, it's a fantastic question. Um, I've got a, a, a lot of answers for that. Um, really the, the Let's first, hear them all. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, so the first step that uh, you know a client should uh, look for uh, with an architect is you know how well you get along with them. Um, you know, uh, as far as I go, you know, I try to dive right into their lifestyle um, and try to figure out, you know, by asking questions, you know, how they live their life. Um, and the whole, the whole trick to the whole everything is it has to kind of, you know, you got to use that information that I gather and look at the property. Uh, look at the views because, you know, Marco, just about every lot has a fantastic view or a certain corridor view. And you really want to capture that. And if you don't uh, or if, you know, whoever you hire isn't thinking about those things and they just kind of plop a house on there without thinking it through, um, you know, there's the, the worst case scenario could happen, which is. You know, after the house is built, oh, geez, we kind of blocked this view or we didn't take advantage of this view. And, uh, you know, it, it's those initial questions uh, to get to know the lifestyle of of, uh, of the client that, uh, you know, is, is really important for me. And, um, you know, if, if somebody's not asking those questions and, you know, you don't get a good feel with them or you're not really... Uh, in synergy with them, then you know it's it's time to look for for another architect. Um, and the other the other answer is that um, you know you don't always want to choose uh, the least expensive architect. You know that's that's uh, that's probably not a good idea. Um, you may think it's a good idea financially, but at the end of the day, um, you know these one man shows that are working out of their homes and. Uh, you know, don't have the horsepower that I do here. Um, it, it's going to come back to uh, to hurt you because what happens is, you know, that one, one or two person firm uh, who's working on your plans gets a call about a house that's under construction that they did, and then they have to jump off the years to get onto, you know, put out a fire, and you're the one that ends up suffering uh, in the end. Uh, so it's you know you gotta you gotta kind of take that into consideration uh, when when looking for an architect. Um, the other the other uh, answer to that is you know um, my business partner Tom Jones and I are are really um, you know priding ourselves on the fact that this company is doing two things: we're showing some good design work. And we have great plans to build from. So, you know, some some other firms you may find they're good at one or the other. Um, but here at JMDG, you know, we're trying to to capture the best of design and, as you know, uh, plans that are good to build from, um, which, uh, you know, can, can end up being a, a costly thing if you don't have that. Um, or you have one or the other, you know, you, you got a not so good design, but you've got some some good plans to build from. Uh, you know, that that kind of hurts the client in the end, or you have a good design, but not so good plans to to build from, which as you would know, 
um, you know, kind of hurts everybody in the end. So we're trying to really do the best of both worlds here. Yeah, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, the hiring the least expensive architect too and having to put out those fires and so on too i i know there's been a lot of builders out there that have dealt with this too and going even further back to what you were talking about about your construction management experience too and how important that's been to you and your career it's very important because you know a lot of architects don't know what goes out truly in the field you do because you've had that experience out in the field i mean you can put something on paper but it can work completely different when you get out there and the hammers are swinging you know and and that's where you're a difference maker too and i commend you on that uh because you're always your plans you know we've never really had any issues with them out in the field once we start building and i've had other architects we've worked with where we've had to correct some things because they didn't work you know and that causes a problem mm-hmm. too because that causes more money and more money causes an issue with the customer uh you know right. that should not have happened before and should have been caught at the beginning so that's one thing i wanted that stands out with you that i want to do talk about a little bit just because like you said it's the cheapest one isn't always the best one and i preach on that all the time with the builder too you know the cheapest builder isn't the best builder uh you get what you pay for uh you're you're but you're not the most expensive architect out there but you're not you're not the cheapest either um but what you guys do you over deliver like you are in a very expensive architect because it it that expense, what I'm getting at with this whole thing is that, you know, what you're paying for and you get what you pay for, it's going to save you a lot of money in the future during the build as well. It's, it's, it's worth it, you know, and you said it. I mean, you get what you pay for. Um, same, same holds true for just about any business. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, you know, worth it um, to have somebody like myself that is, you know, aware of these uh, questions to ask and getting to know the client and looking at the the property. You know, some clients come in and say, oh, you know, I want my master over here and I want my great room over here. You know, I take it in at first, but then when I get back to the office and I really look at the satellite maps or if I go out to the property and and take a look at it and kind of get a feel on how things are and, you know, look at the neighbors and, and how their houses are set up. Um, you know, that's that's all part of the process. And if you go with the cheapest guy, they're really not going to pay attention to those things. So, you know, that's that's where, you know, you get the uh, the A plus uh, quality uh, um, service from uh, somebody like JMDG. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to pay attention to that sort of stuff. And we do on every single project. So, um, you know, that's that's. Uh, it's definitely um, uh, worth it uh, in the end. Like you said, too, you know, you could have problems out in the field uh, that, uh, you know, somebody may not understand exactly what's going on. And, you know, there, there's always things that come up uh, out in the field. Uh, you know, a trust comes in and it was a little, little bit wrong or something like that. Um, and I'm always here to, to answer questions. Uh, to to field the calls, uh, to go out to the job site if there's you know something that I need to look at, and uh, you know I'm willing to help find a solution. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know you won't get that service um, with with uh, you know the cheapest architect. Um, you, you, you know it's just going to go on to the next project and and be done with yours. Um, so you know that's uh, that's kind of what we do. I want to I want to go into because you were speaking on service and services. What service do you guys offer? Just so the listener knows, you know, going to an architect, what what should they expect from a good architect service wise? Yeah, a good question. You know, we're, we're going to, uh, the whole process uh, is kind of uh, laid out in a couple of different phases. Um, you know, at first we're going to come up with some conceptual plans uh, based on those initial conversations um, as you know, we're going to take the survey, we're going to get into the computer, put the setbacks on there, and uh, and usually we'll come up with a, a conceptual plan. Um, could be hand-drawn, could be a hand-drawn sketch, um, just to kind of get some of the room layouts and, uh, you know, kind of get the flow going. And, uh, you know, we'll do the floor plans and the front elevation. Um, and take let you take a look at it, uh, get your feedback from it. Um, if it looks good, uh, then we'll go right into the computer. And uh, that's where it starts to get a little bit more exact. You know, the hand-drawn sketches are, are great uh, for concepts and, and great for, you know, kicking around some ideas. Uh, but once we get on the computer, it becomes more exact. Um, it becomes, you know, down to the quarter inch. Um, and that's where it really starts to, to take life. Um, and then once we present that to you, and I just want to make sure that my clients love it. I mean, that's that's where the preliminary stage uh, is. That's where I'm gearing into. Um, I want my clients to absolutely love what we've done. And once I get to that point, once we all get to that point, then we go ahead and we give it to the drafters. And the full set of plans gets generated from there. Um, and then after that, you have structural engineering, uh, which, uh, you know, we could also uh, handle um, by subbing that out to our uh, subcontractors. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of the process. And a very important thing, obviously, uh, that goes with process, too, that I really want to get into with you that's been why uh, we love working with you guys, too, is the importance of a team approach, too, as far as the architect, the builder, the designer that gets involved sometimes, too. Obviously, you and I and uh, designers have worked together as well multiple times to bring a project to life and it's just having the importance of that team that meshes that works well together to over deliver on projects. So I want to get into that a little bit. So what's the importance of that, having that connection with, you know, the builder and the designer as well as the architect? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, I've been doing that for years. Uh, I've been doing it all over Naples, uh, all over Marco, the team, Effect uh, is really, uh, you know, a, a great way to go about this um, because you know there's a lot of different interior designers, there's a lot of different landscape architects, structural engineers, 
Um, and there's nothing better than having the same team together uh, and uh, all collaborating on, uh, on, on the end result. And, um, you know, the importance of that is that the fact that I am, I know once I've worked with a, a builder for a while or an interior designer for a while, you know, we kind of know what to expect from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's nothing worse than working with somebody new and, uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, they're coming in with like 50 changes at the end of the process after everything's been done. Um, and uh, it just, you know, it, it kind of uh, it kind of makes a mess of things. Um, and so it's really important that that team is together from the beginning. Um, and, and that's the most important part. If, if, you know, if you bring an interior designer on at the end of the project, after I finish the drawings, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, they're probably going to have some other ideas uh, that are going to change a bunch of things for me. Um, and, you know, that's going to go uh, into some revisions. Um, so it's really important to have that team intact um, at the beginning. I agree with you too, because a lot of people do bring a designer in late. It switches things up and so on, and then they got to go back to you and obviously spend more money on the architecture aspect yeah. of it. When we can get all together, have and here's the way I always put it: it's literally having four minds all working together. You have architect, designer, builder, customer. You know, and everybody can combine and create the best project, the ideal project that that customer wants, giving their input, giving their ideas, giving their, you know, what's best for resale, what's best for flow of the house, what's going to make them happy when they have guests over, outdoor living, all these different things combine and they come together and they bring things to life too. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I love about you guys too, is that that flow of things you know when we bring in a designer too always works very well and it it always brings our projects it makes our projects stand out i mean i see the other builders around marco and a lot of them copy us i see it you know i see it and when they they have their photos done and stuff like that they they're matching a lot of the selections we do the built built built-ins we do the kind of flow of the house we do too um, yeah. I get, you know, you hate it, but uh, obviously it's a co- it's a compliment to you in the end because they're copying you for a reason. So, um, but that's one of the things there too. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to get into you too to keep this moving is we talk about this quite a bit is using an existing design versus a custom design. What's the pros and cons of that? Cause I mean, I was just in a meeting yesterday and the guy asked me, do you have any existing things, you know, and we get, I get that from certain people. Cause they're like, Oh, I could save a little money using an existing drawing. Uh, you know, what's the pros and cons of that doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. Uh, so, you know, um, it, it kind of depends on the client, uh, um, you know, I like to uh, I, I like to think of it and give an analogy here of um, you know going to a tailor for a custom suit. You know, uh, a custom home. Uh, you're gonna you, you know you're gonna get to to get 
exactly what you want. If you have it in your mind of uh, the, the how you want the house laid out, you know, it's just like going to a tailor. Uh, you get to pick the stitching, you get to pick the buttons, they measure you, they fit you. Uh, you put that suit on at the end of the day and it, it, it feels like home, you know, it feels just good. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if you go with a, a, a regular plan, um, you know, you might regret it in the end. You know, and there's nothing worse uh, to me than to have a client uh, dissatisfied coming home every day. You know, you, you don't. I, I want all my clients to come home and feel like this is great. You know, I, I love it here. I love this house. Uh, there's nothing better uh, to, for me to hear that from a client. And I hear it from a lot of clients uh, that they absolutely love the house. I mean, you know, and I, I've uh, I've gotten hugs from clients. I've gotten praised. Uh, you know, this is years later. They still just absolutely love the house. And if you, you go with just a, 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 a plan off the shelf, you might you might miss that mark. You, you might not feel that the that warmthness, that the goodness. That's um, you know. Also, you know, if you have a vision, your client has a vision for a, a custom home. They've kind of participated in that whole process. You know, I'll take your vision and make it a reality and give you my suggestions and working together with the team, mm -hmm. we pull it all together. And, um, you know, that, that makes them feel like they were kind of part of the process too, because, you know, some of the ideas came from them. So, um, you know, there's nothing better than, uh, than, than feeling that way. And I guess that's really good. The, the best pro of doing a custom home is is just really you know you you get it tailor made for for your lifestyle yeah and that's the benefit i i highly one million percent agree with you too it's just and like i talked about earlier there's a lot of people that will come in they'll say hey can i do you have an existing plan you know they think they're that's what's going to save them money which it might save them a little bit of money, but in the end, they don't get exactly what they want. And like that meeting I, I referred to yesterday that I had, the guy said the kind of the same thing. And I said, but then he starts telling me about all these different ideas that he has and what yeah. he wants. But then he goes back to, you know, do you have an existing plan like that? I go, I can give you an existing plan. I go, I'll send you some stuff that Rob's done. But I was, I was like, I guarantee, especially the way your lot lays out, I was like, we are going to make changes to this plan, you know, because a lot of them, too, there we can speed up the trusses, maybe we can do all this. And, and okay, you could if you use the existing plan, but more than likely, you're going to want a, a room to be bigger, or you're going to want the outdoor yeah. living to change, or you're going to want there's always something that you want, especially in a home of that caliber, you know, 4000 square feet or more. Uh, you're going to want to make some changes. So, true, you know. true. You know, it's, it's practically impossible to find a plan yeah. that checks all of your boxes. Um, you know, it's just, you know, everybody's got, got different wants and needs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I've been down this road before. It's, uh, it really, uh, doesn't uh doesn't work like that you know there's always changes 
Um, there's always things that, that need to get manipulated. And then what happens is, you know, one change leads into another, leads into another. And then and before you know it, it's a brand new house anyway. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's really kind of a fine line there, especially the houses on Marco. You know, like I said, they all have views. They all have those corridor views and different corridor views. You know, you got the pie shaped lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the standard lots that have different views, it's it's going to be practically impossible to find something that that fits, and and it's it's impossible. I, I haven't had a client that came and said that plane's absolutely perfect. You know, no, that that doesn't it doesn't really work like that. There's always changes. Yeah, I agree. They they always look at them. They're like, I really like this one, but could we do this to it, or maybe do this? And that won't affect the trusses, though, right? Or something like that, you know. <laughs> so, and then that ends up changing the whole scope of the plan too. Um, one thing I want to get into to you, with you too that I usually do with every guest on this show is is communication. Obviously you know, customers that are looking to build with us, communication's key. That's what I sell us on too, is just keeping people in the loop, trying to come up with new ways and new software, new whatever I can to keep them in the loop because these are expensive projects. And most people, as you know, that we work with down here in Naples and around Marco is they're not from here full time, second homeowners, so on. So how are you communicating better as an architect? What are you doing? Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, as far as communicating and being available, you know, I'm here at the office every day. Um, I'll usually, you know, return calls in the same day or emails. Um, you know, I, I'm always available. Um, if I'm in a meeting or something, you know, I might get back to you later in the day. But uh, one of the things that I, I pride myself on is uh, it's just being available. You know, there's nothing worse. I've heard some nightmare stories about people trying to get in touch with uh, other people and, it, and, you know, they never get callbacks or they're never available. Um, and this has got to be very frustrating for the client um, or, or the builder, you know. Um, as you know, I'm always available for you. Um, anytime you or your staff tries to get in touch with me, I'm usually right back on it pretty quickly. Um, and and so you know, I, I I try to pride myself on that, um, and that's that's one of the things I do. You know, business wise, I'm I'm trying to uh, to consider that um, as as something that I want to be uh, efficient in. Um, you know, the other thing is that you know I. I prided myself on uh, going above and beyond uh, for, for somebody like yourself, you know, um, and, and it's really paid off um, because I think that statement right there goes a long way. Um, and uh, I have no problem, um, you know, getting some skin in the game uh, and, and going above and beyond. If you got, you know, client who's who's ready to go and but wants to see something, but you know he's leaving on a plane in in four hours or something. You know, can can you do anything for me? Yeah, I usually do. You know, that's that's something. And then when we capture that client, you know, that it just goes a long way. Um, and and I really kind of pride myself on that. And uh, you know, it's worked out very well. So you know. 
I that's one thing and I and once again I'll compliment you guys on this one too is that you do your turnover time and so on too and you you do go above and beyond because I've worked with other architects mm-hmm. where it's not you got to wait you have to you know and then the customer's calling where how's the changes coming this and that mm-hmm. and it's been 2 weeks or whatever and you still haven't received anything then you're calling mm-hmm. that architect nobody's answering or somebody's you know no. out at that time it is frustrating. It's frustrating for the builder because that's you, you know, when I'm dealing with a customer and then I'm talking to you too, we want everything as fast as possible. And I strive on communicating and I strive on trying to respond as fast as possible too, because that's what makes you stand out. Um, you know, I think you recommended a customer to us recently and I responded right away. I, and, and, you know, obviously I just had a wedding too, but I still responded right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he even said the first thing he wrote back was, Bill, thanks for your fast response, because I'm sure there's other builders that still haven't responded to him. And that's been Mm -hmm. always a priority to me is to at least respond if they respond with a text. Most customers have my cell phone. Uh, it could be a, a bad thing, you know, but it's a good thing that most, most of them have my cell number, but um you know that that's just what i chose that way to make sure i have top communication with them and most of them respect it too they're not texting me at 8 p.m at night and so on too i got a couple of those but um you know (laughs) but but it's 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 so big in what you're doing as far as the communication process and just like you said, I always I always talk about it too is going above and beyond and how port, important yeah. that is for each and every client that you work with. Yeah. Yeah. And furthermore, Bill, um, you know, what I try to do is I try to put myself in the client's shoes. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, um, you, you'll start to realize that, uh, you know, getting back to somebody or a quick email or, you know, even taking a, a couple of hours to show a different uh, solution to a, a design issue. Um, it goes a long way. You know, if, if it was me and I was building a home and I was working with an architect and I didn't hear back from him for two weeks on a, on, on a phone call or, you know, something small, I kind of wonder like, you know, what, what what's going on or, or, you know, it would, it would make me feel like, you know, my project is important or that, you know, um, you know, I'm not getting that A plus service, you know? So, um, I think that's important and it's probably something that you do as well. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I want to go into too, before we kind of wrap this up with personal questions is what is a timeline of architecture? What, what's the time frame customers should expect? Because a lot of people don't know. And I, this could be a broad question because I get it all the time with building. What's your timelines? What, you know, how long is it going to take for a house to be built? And obviously in the world we live in, things have changed a little bit and we're trying to map that out uh daily with supply chain and all that but as far as architecture you know what is that time frame because obviously we've we've gotten busy down here things are kind of going a little more normal now uh, as far as pace and normalizing back to kind of how it was before the craziness so what can somebody expect with you know getting their full set of plans in hand Mm -hmm. timeline wise yeah, it's a broad question. Um, it does vary. <laughs> yeah. um, it, a lot of it really depends on the preliminary and concept 
uh, stage. True. Yeah. Uh, you know, if uh, if we hit it out of the park the first go around, that's great. You know, that that's one thing. Uh, you know, we could be in and out of preliminary uh, stage in two weeks. You know, um, and and then into drafting from there. Um, and once we get to the drafting part, I kind of know the timeline. It's that preliminary stage that, you know, kind of varies. Um, yeah. You know, not every time we get it out of the park on the first go around, um, there's usually a lot of back and forth. And sometimes uh, I don't hear back from a client for a week. Um and so I don't really do anything else until I hear back from them, um, you know, and that's, that's understandable if they're on yeah. vacation or they're, they're uh, busy. Um, that's okay. But I don't, I don't move forward uh, until I hear back from them. Um, and that could, you know, this all changes that end date. Um, so once we get to, you know, the preliminary plans being accepted, um, you're probably looking at, you know, four to five weeks of drafting and generating the, the set of plants. But it's this beginning stage that, that makes the end point vary. Um, so, and, you know, there, there's a, sometimes there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's a lot of ideas. Uh, clients go to their friend's house or go to a model home and they see something and they absolutely have to have this in my new home and what they don't realize is they change the direction of the staircase that goes up to the second floor which completely changes the layout on the second floor so now we're back to the preliminary stage and we're kind of you know instead of going forward we kind of step back a little bit and then you know we keep going um on that track but um you know, so it's it's really kind of varies, but I would say in general, you're looking at uh, two to three months, uh, maybe, you know, three and a half uh, to four with uh, structural engineering included. Yeah, no, that was a broad question because then right when you said that, I started thinking about some of my clients. <laughs> so, you know, some people are in a hurry. Some people are. It just depends typically on the client. But if you're in a hurry, it probably could be knocked out in a couple months uh, with with everything, too. And, uh, you know, as long as they, we get that detail down. But there are a lot of people, like you said, that kind of have all those different minds working and people and yeah. going into model homes and opinions and Pinterest is happening and yeah. house and all those sites are coming your way. So it takes a little bit longer for yeah, sure. And, and going back to something I said earlier, you know, putting myself in as a client, uh, thinking if I was a client designing a home, you know, you don't, you don't want to quickly go through this process, mm -hmm. especially that preliminary stage. I mean, you want to kind of let it think about it a little bit and, and really, you know, um, if you, you know, hopefully you have a good mind that can vision what, what we're trying to do um, and try to really think about, you know, how is it really going to be uh, living in a scenario like this or, you know, having a bathroom set up like this? Is that something that you're going to enjoy and love every day? 
Um, so you don't want to just make rash decisions and say, yeah, that's good enough. No, no, you don't want to do that. Um, you kind of want to think about it. You kind of want to look at different ideas um, and, and, and kind of really, uh, you know, uh, get down on what we're trying to do. So, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a good part of the process and it's a very important one. Yeah, I I highly agree too. And um like I, I I say this to every one of my guests, I can keep going on long longer with you, obviously, but with time time permitted here. Uh, I want to jump in before we wrap this up into some personal questions too. Uh I mean, this has been great. Uh, a lot of great information too on this, Rob. So I appreciate you today. Um I always ask this question every guest and I get a great answer. I always ask, what about you personally? What lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or our own lives that can help us grow? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's honestly it's that going above and beyond. Um that has really uh, uh you know catapulted myself in the business um just forward just immensely i mean you know people really love that um and, and uh it shows that you know i'm here to work as a team uh you know i'm not just here to to provide you with a service and then say see ya you know go ahead it's all it's all yours from here you got it um and then become unavailable um it, it's it's really uh the the after my job is done uh and questions come up and they always do it's being available to answer those questions it's uh it's being available to to put out a fire it's being available to uh to 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 get something to that client who's leaving on a plane in four hours you know if you do that um in whatever business you're in, uh, people are going to take notice and, and then you're going to start getting referrals. Um, so, you know, if I had uh, one answer to this question, uh, that's what it would be. Yeah, I, I highly agree. I love that answer too. I mean, one of our core values as a company is our clients, are our family, and you're always going to respond to family. Like you're always, you know, you're always going to be there for family too. So you should treat your client just like your family and always respond. So that's why, like you know, and that that's going above and beyond and in every way too. And our clients mm -hmm. always become friends to us. That's kind of that mission too, is to keep in touch and always take care of them and take care of each other. So um, love your answer there. Another question I always ask is most people talk about your past. Let's talk about the future. Where will we see Rob and in your business with you in general and 10, 15, 20 years from now, who will you be? You know, I love what I do, Bill. Um, it's, it's really, uh, engraved in me from my childhood, uh, in 10, 10, 15 years, I'll be doing the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, making people's dreams come true. Um, I love, uh, you know, uh, hearing the uh, the uh, responses that I, I've been getting. Um, there's nothing more satisfying to me than uh, driving up to a home uh, that I've done. And, uh, you know, it's uh, knowing every inch of that house like I do. I mean, every dimension, every 
every uh, ceiling detail, every uh, exterior feature of it. Um, when you have a, 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 a real grasp on all of those, uh, all of those uh, things, it, it really kind of, um, you know, makes it all worthwhile. I mean, that's the satisfaction that I get. Um, so, you know, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Uh, you know, the company is, is growing. Um, we're, we're expanding. Um, my business partner, Tom Jones, also does commercial work. So, you know, between the residential and commercial and some interiors, um, you know, we're just going to keep going here because, um, you know, I think the, uh, uh, the future looks very bright for us. And uh, maybe I'm very optimistic about that. But um, I like to think that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be around for quite a while. Optimistic is good. And I have no doubt you guys will be for sure, too. Last question, what this show is all about. What exactly do people need to look for when hiring their next architect? And why should they choose Rob and JMDG Designs as their architect of choice? Yeah, yeah great question. Yeah, well, with, if we think back on uh, the rest of this interview, you know, it's, it's everything. Um, it's, uh, you know, those first initial questions. It's my passion uh, to make sure that my clients love their homes um, and, it, you know, everything from the design preliminary stage all the way through to our technical drawings um, that make it easy to build from, you know, that quality and that service um, is uh is really what you you want at the end result and um you know if, if somebody chooses us uh that's what they're gonna get you know and uh you're proof that uh you know that's what i deliver um so you know this isn't my uh you know first time um and uh, you know i've been uh, doing this for quite a while now uh and uh my reputation uh will speak for itself um, and I can deliver uh, the full package. I love it. Yeah, Rob, this has been great. I mean, a lot of great information. Uh, <laughs> like I say in every one of these interviews, I can go on for hours uh, with these things. But uh, obviously, wrapping this up, too, I really do appreciate your time. Before we wrap this up, though, where can people find, connect with you, check out what you guys are doing? Yeah, you can go to our website. Uh, jmdg-architecture.com um, we're available there you know phone numbers listed uh, emails um, you know check us out on uh, Facebook Instagram uh, we have accounts there so um, readily available uh, and, and ready for uh, for the next project awesome Rob I appreciate your time today it's been great having you on. Finally got this done. So <laughs> this was awesome, man. I really do appreciate your yes. time today. Thank you so much, Bill. Uh, it's been great. Um, glad uh, we finally got this done. So, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, but uh, I appreciate it. Awesome, man. And everybody that's listening, please share the show, like, comment, subscribe, and five-star reviews only. That's all we accept. And I will see you guys on the next episode.